welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear stories of someone brave enough to bear it all. Your past doesn't define you, but it does lead you on a path to today. Let's get naked. Hello, welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Today I have on Erica Durant, and this is so exciting because Erica, May 2nd, 2017, I launched my podcast, so it's been three, <laughs> almost three years, and I launched four episodes all at the same time because iTunes and whatever and algorithms, and you were in my launch. You were one yeah. of my first four. So it's been three years since then. And although we kind of, I cyberstalk you still. Um, oh. <laughs> Thank so, you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's cool. So tell me what you're doing right now. The website, okay. anything you have going on. Yeah, we have three major parts to our business now. So I'm doing the traditional business coaching and lifestyle mentoring as always, always going to do that. Love it. Um, we also started a program called Google Bait, which helps people that, well, a lot of my clients were too shy or scared to market, start a podcast start a YouTube channel, get on social media, hustle one-to-one. So we created a Google bait program that leverages Google to kind of do some of that initial marketing stuff for them and client attraction for them. So they don't have to get all in a wad and not make their videos and procrastinate on a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and then we uh, just this week launched Enchanted Tiki Travel that helps people plan their Disney and Hawaii vacations and also it helps it helps coaches um, plan their retreats and their authors always want to have workshops and VIP days and coaches always want to have VIP days and retreats and big events but they didn't know how to schedule them or book them or work with the hotel so we started Enchanted Tiki Travel to help people with that that's actually excellent three major pieces to the business now all under kind of one umbrella. Um, but I get all these ideas from coaching people like you, you don't, you're too scared to market. Let's figure out something else. So let's use Google or you want to have a big VIP day event for your new book, but you don't know how to put it together. Let's do that. <laughs> so it's always out of a need or what my clients are struggling with that we come out with something else. It's add. always like inspiration, <laughs> desperation, and perspiration or something right. <laughs> something like that. But that's true. And um, you're a great fit because you lived, well, you were in Florida now, but you lived in Hawaii and you did the, the lifestyle. You lived in the hotels and stuff. Yeah, I was a hotel executive for 15 years before yeah. I was an entrepreneur. And then I and I worked at, at Disney too for a long time. So there's Disney, there's we Hawaii, there's um I put my own events together for my yeah. coaching business. Um and yeah, just it all fits together and the uh, the great thing with the travel business too is that if people come to me with a a 9 to 5 job that they want to get out of and uh, they don't have any idea what to do for their business. They usually love like one destination. 
So if they love France, we can say, well, if you wanted to, you could work with us and you could be like the France representative because I don't know too much about France. And if, if they have that travel bug, which a lot of my clients and followers yeah. do, they are, yeah, I love, I love France. I want to be the France representative. You know, where do I, how do I, and then we business coach them on how to start that business. That's, That's all. It's all twisted. <laughs> I, yeah, but it's not. And my stuff, uh, you know what? I felt like, well, and I've, I've heard that, you know, you're all over the place. You have all these different directions, but you were the one that taught me. Actually, you don't. It's just the language. <laughs> they actually, they all go together. You have all of these common themes. You just haven't figured that out yet. Like you're not saying the right language. So I'm going to tell everybody how we met. You had a podcast interview with John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and I listened to it, and I was kind of scoping his podcast out and information out back when I wanted to be an entrepreneur and launch, and um, I don't remember what, I think it was something in his little description, I was like, it might have been that you said something about minimalism mm -hmm. in the description, and so you were the first episode that I listened to, and you know, you were a minimalist, I felt like you, like, she's somebody who would get me. And so I reached mm -hmm. out to you and then you were my coach. And from my perspective, there are so many things that I learned, but one of them that I love that you did is that you, it's kind of like that if you teach a person to fish, mm -hmm. you know, if you get, you know, so I would ask you, I don't understand how to do this, like built in building a website and I still can't completely build a website, but <laughs> you would send me a little video. Hey Jen, this uh -huh. is how to do it. That took you like, it was like three minute video, took you no time at all. And I would see it and then I learned how to do it. And mm -hmm. everything I learned about how to do anything on a website came from you coaching me, which was completely not something I would have ever thought I wanted or needed or would have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. The, you mean the, the, the spot on here is how you do it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I was so thankful and I never would have thought that. And just, you know, dialing in your language that, yeah, you have a lot of different things going on, but they actually are all saying the same thing. You just have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a, there's a through message through all of it. And that's to build a freedom business and have a minimalist luxury lifestyle. So they all are a means to that end. And uh, yeah, my, the coaching I do is, is really different that, you know, now, especially now, I don't know if you were part of this, but we we don't necessarily have formal co coaching calls anymore. We do okay. a lot of WhatsApp back and forth because mm. people like like yourself, you just need a quick video or you just are freaking out because you have a big sales call and you need help now. You don't need help next Tuesday. By next <laughs> Tuesday, it exploded or imploded or was a disaster already or it, or you spent 10 hours on YouTube trying to figure out your yep. website when we could just hop on WhatsApp and do it right. So I just have people like 24 seven on WhatsApp getting things done instead of waiting for their little touchy feely coaching session every week. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I was back in the touchy feeling, but you, I remember if I sent you an email, like I'm really stuck and you would say, don't spend 10 hours on YouTube trying to figure yeah. it out. Just ask me the question in the beginning. And that's so hard to wrap your mind around, but I did get good at doing that. Just saying, Hey, I'm trying to find information on that. And literally in like a second, you were like, beep, here's the answer. 
and I was the person that was banging my head against the wall trying to self-teach. And I think what, when you're starting out or you have a really low budget to pay for everything, you know, it's, it's so difficult because I don't want to keep asking. I want to figure it out on my own because I don't have a budget to find somebody or, but you are great. And I love WhatsApp. I always felt so much pressure to figure everything out on my own. And you were great yeah. about bridging that gap. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, what I see is a lot of uh, business coaches out there, they want to work with new entrepreneurs, but then they just do like maybe the mindset part and they don't do, they like, well, go hire a web designer. We'll go hire a Facebook ad person. We'll go hire, I was like, and they're going to go hire a housekeeper on top of that. It's like, they're brand new. They're not going to do all that. Mm -hmm. They're not going <laughs> to. So you, you I'm, I'm just a little bit different with the, that whole high-end coaching and, and that, that putting that coach on a pedestal and it everything I just yeah I don't like that I rather it's more fun for me to get down in and work everything out with the client too because that was the fun part for me and now it's all set up and I don't get to do that and that's probably why I keep opening other little parts of the business because that's what I liked to do was the inception part in the the yeah. building from the beginning yeah well it's so hard and whatsapp i use also and it's a great that's a great platform that must make it so much easier for you and clients do you find that overall it's less time per client it's just a little oh, bit yeah yeah and less um repairing what just happened when they yeah. weren't talking to me <laughs> so yeah it's hard when you think, oh, I've got two weeks until my next call. You know what I mean? Until the big touchy-feely call. And you're right. All that stuff, it, it's really, really hard. That's a great way to, a great way to platform it. Yeah. And if we are on WhatsApp and it's getting like a lot, like let's just get on the phone. Are you free next Tuesday? Something like if it's, yeah. it gets a little weird. <laughs> but you were so great. I mean, I was like, I don't know how to do this thing. And I would get this little video a few minutes later. And it's, you're, it's such a relief for the person who feels like they have, like, you're right. I can't hire a housekeeper. I can't, I have to figure all this out. There's so much pressure. Right. So that's awesome. Are you still doing podcasts? Podcasts? Yes. Uh, the old one is archived, but right. it's still available. I came out with a new one that has six episodes. And then I unexpectedly was traveling for three months, like nonstop, not like I usually travel where I'm someplace for three to six months, mm -hmm. but this was just a different state or whatever every single day. So I stick, I think there's nine episodes actually on that one. Um, gonna get that one going again in the next week or so. And then also one separately for Google bait and one separately for Enchanted Tiki Travel. So there's going to be wow. three. There's going to be a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of content. <laughs> a lot of content. So can we talk time management? Sure. Because that's sure. the first thing that screams out at me. You have to manage your time. So you have clients who are pinging you on WhatsApp. And I know, I mean, you can wait a minute until you respond, but you're pretty responsive. Um, yeah, pretty responsive. There's sometimes where, you know, it's Sunday or something and they get a, an answer on money, but, but rarely, cause there's always downtime. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm doing content in Disney world, I'm standing around for a while. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So what about the rest of time management? Because I know, I, like, I love time management, but that was something that you helped me with also to dial it in a little better. Like, I learned to use my calendar much more specifically when I was, when we were coaching um, together. How do you manage, 
like three podcasts and and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't um I haven't done that yet. I've had two yeah. podcasts at once, but I, but it doesn't it actually seems easier in some weird and and this is what I wanted to talk about in time management is that it's not the time management or the calendar restrictions, it's people's fear and procrastination and second guessing and self-doubt and all that causes the delay. So when you have three podcasts to get done, they're not all going to be edited perfectly and mm-hmm. they're not all going to have individual artwork and they're not all going to, every episode has specific artwork. And No, just, you know, the album cover goes on all of them and, and you get more massive amounts of content out. So it's two things. It's the perfectionism of my first little podcast, every little I was dotted T crossed individual artwork for every episode, professional editing, blah, 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 intros, outros, this and that. The then these podcasts are way less formal and they basically there's very limited editing. It's more like stitching segments together and um just knowing my audience wants the information. They don't care if there's a few ums or ahs or mistakes or my phone rings. They don't really care. (laughs) I got over a lot of that really quickly just because I think it's also, it's okay to be real life too. Yeah. And I, it's relatable. (laughs) You know, this woman was like, I'm so sorry. The dog's barking. And I'm like, yeah, it's a dog. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's, it's just real life. And so I got over and I talked to somebody about editing and this, and most editors I think are the same. He's like, I have to listen to every single episode. I have to take out every single, and I'm like, you know, I actually don't, that's not what I want. I want the voices equalized and making sure that like right. anything big is out of there. And I don't want it. It's just not who I am to have it be that dialed in and perfect. And he just said, I can't not do it that way. It would drive me crazy. And I went, right. okay, well, then I'm going to keep winging it on my own. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. There's procrastination and then there's perfectionism. And if you can get rid of both of those, you're kind of golden. Yeah. And if you get through the fear part by being into alignment, get bringing yourself back into alignment every single day with that, that vision of the lifestyle that you want to have, you're going to be so excited and hopped up on that, that you're just going to get through your to-do list. Like it's, it's, there's no resistance at all. It's, and there's no like reading your list over and over again to see what to do next. And, oh, I don't feel like doing that now. I don't feel like, there's none of that. It's just do. It sounds, it sounds like Yoda, but it's just, you know, no, just like We're Yoda. watching all the Star Wars right now. We're on like number four. So yes, it is like Yoda, but it's true. Okay, so here's some other things because we, we you were my coach before, is that I did learn that. Like I love pretty much every, I'll walk out of this podcast episode and I'll look at Dane and he'll go, how'd it go? And I'll, it was my favorite one ever. And I feel that way every single time. Like it is my favorite ever. And, and then I'll write a blog post for somebody or I'll work on the book or whatever it is. And it doesn't matter because yeah, you have periods of time where, um, maybe the writing comes easier than another Mm -hmm. time. But for the Mm -hmm. most part, like you've built this, you're able to build something where you love what you're doing too. Yeah, completely, completely. Like when I was traveling so much and couldn't get to the work sometimes, like just couldn't fit it in. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I was getting a little depressed because that is an outlet and, and everything. So I, yeah, I really do love what I do and want to share it. And now I have like three months of content backed up because it, yeah. we didn't have any, a lot of times we didn't have Wi-Fi or anything. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So when, when you and I got together before a few years ago, um, I was in that, I want to be an entrepreneur and I knew a couple things. I knew I wanted to be a digital nomad. Mm-hmm. And so basically anyway, you, any place you have Wi-Fi, I can work. And I went last year, I was in San Antonio. I was in Wichita Falls. I was in London and I, I, nothing changed. Like nothing changed. You can uh-huh. be anywhere and still do right. it. So that was one of my goals is to like streamline things so that I had kind of like a clear, concise goal. And even my little office, my office is streamlined. Like I can pick it up basically and take it with me anywhere. And um, you help me work through all of that and find the common themes. And so I'm guessing it's still the same stuff that people want now is just figuring out how to do it. Yeah. And, and that, again, that goes a lot back into fear and second guessing. Mm. So, and just, I mean, now you've had what, three years now you've tried a lot of things. You've probably deleted a lot of things from your business. You probably, I like this. I'm going to do more of this. This isn't working. I'm not going to do that anymore. So a lot of it, unfortunately is trial and error, Mm -hmm. but to get to that first trial, it takes a lot of, um, mindset work to get to that and to push through fear to get through that first trial piece so you can error and yeah. Or, safety. <laughs> yeah. or just tweak I mean I think I think most businesses are constantly pivoting and like rerouting their it, it's like directions you know you don't you just don't go to point a from point b in a straight line generally you're kind of all over the place but we just see the business from the outside we're oh doesn't that person have their act together no probably not we're all pivoting like you're saying tweaking i think i've done the exact same stuff has been the important thing but it has changed within what you're doing and you're right i had to have the guts to just do it so right. now three years later yes i'm doing it still it's all the same stuff. I've pivoted a lot. I'm able to stay home and freelance and do it. But my fear is still the marketing. I'm so stuck on the how always. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping to jump into that. I'm like, okay. like, I know what I want to do. I don't know how to do it. So one of the things was I even got a coaching certification and I thought I'm going to coach. And that space is so used car salesman-y to me. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's a coach in six figures. I have 18 kids and I'm a mom to them. And I have a lot of experience from that. And then, you know, I wrote the book and I have the podcast and all of that stuff. And so I have all this information and all these skills, and I don't know that I'll ever coach because the space seems so crowded and negative or something. Um, But I don't even know how. Like, how do I set up a coaching program that's a webinar? What program do I use? How do I get the word out? And marketing is still what I'm terrible at. I don't know what SEO means. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's the same stuff. Although I have all this crap so dialed in and I'm doing really well and I love it. Everything else around it. So the things that I do don't bring me money. I freelance yeah. separately and I don't advertise for it. And I do virtual assistant stuff and I like it. 
Mm -hmm. but I don't make money on my business. You don't get paid for what you really enjoy doing or what you're right. passionate about. So like, are you monetizing this podcast? Nope. No. Okay. So, so yeah, the coaching world out there can be a little intimidating and yeah. icky looking. Everyone's got their balloons in front of the Eiffel Tower and their <laughs> fancy photo shoots and <laughs> that's their awesome. Their champagne in front. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's become really cliche, but if you're, um, one thing is, is putting your content out, which you do just fine. And mm -hmm. here we go full circle back again. It's not big revelations or big pivots in your business. It's tiny little shifts in your mm -hmm. business. So if you add it on an affiliate sponsor or some kind of sponsor, just take two minutes out of this podcast and talk about something that would be monetizable or, or monetizing your uh, coaching package that we need to put together. <laughs> that, that my biggest podcast sponsor is people hearing the content of random things and then seeking out coaching. It's not necessarily when I mention Simplero and get, you know, $2 for that. It's not, it's, that's not, that's like little bit of money and it's, it's worth talking about because I love Simplero, but the big, the money I make from my content is mostly coaching and uh, stuff like that. So thinking of ways to monetize what you're doing and it does, it's not always the obvious thing. And that's what I was going to say when the internet cut out was that we've come full circle now that it's not these big sweeping pivots and changes and revelations and aha moments. It's little tiny tweaks. So if you just add a little one sentence call to action onto this podcast to get people uh, in the know about your coaching program, then that's a start. And that's a one tiny little thing. That's not taking out $6,000 in Facebook ads. That's yeah. one tiny little thing. Right. And I started speaking again. So everything and you're like, the circles all cross over because the podcast, the writing, the speaking, the coaching, I mean, it all, it's all connected. And I forgot how much I missed speaking. Mm -hmm. and how great it was. And I had someone in an, one of the audiences say, oh my gosh, I, you, we need to get you on to a speaking thing. And that is more appealing than coaching just because I feel more intimidated by coaching than I do about speaking. That doesn't seem as intimidating to me to like start and launch. But <clears throat> that's another thing that I have heard is that you can use the podcast and the YouTube, you can use your social media as just ways to send people to where you're making money. That's how you get listeners yeah. as clients, basically. Yeah, and what's the block between speaking and coaching? Because speaking, you're coaching a big room of people and coaching, coaching, you're, you might just be coaching a smaller group or one-on-one. -on -one. So there's not, is it, what, are you feeling responsible for their success or there shouldn't be really any resistance in that because you're clearly a good coach. You got what, 18, 18 kids? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. You're a good coach. So there's no, there shouldn't be any resist, natural I, resistance. I think that. the resistance for coaching is finding clients and getting them where speaking is more their corporate events. So they have the money and that's mm. my own block because yes, I have, I, I launched my own business and I'm able to freelance and stay at home. That doesn't mean like that could mean I'm barely paying the bills one month that, you know what I mean? Like, 
I'm not living in abundance doing right. what I'm doing, but it's worth it because of the lifestyle I get to have by staying home, being very present for the kids, you know, doing everything that I do that I love. So I think I think about coaching as finding like 10 people all who I'm worried because of my own baggage can't afford a coaching package as okay. opposed to speaking event where it could be a corporation that I'm not worried about them having the money or not having the money and they bring the audience to me. So it's kind of like they have the budget and they're finding the, the people are brought to me. Right. And in that way, I think um, speaking engagements are easier for me. Okay. Yeah. And that's just a small little shift because I bet a lot of people on this podcast didn't even know that you had a coaching package. Right. And now, right. so it's, it's really just sharing that you do have something because they, they're so busy in their own lives. They're not connecting the pieces together that, uh, you know, you're a podcaster and, oh, I wonder if she works with people. They don't <laughs> sit around and do that. You have to tell them because yeah. while they're listening to your podcast, they're driving, they're fighting with their kids, they're, mm -hmm. they're Twittering, they're doing all these other things. So it's, they're not dumb, but you, our audiences aren't dumb, but you have to connect the dots, not because they're dumb, but because they're distracted. Yeah. So you have to be very consistent in, I do this, I can help you with this, here's where you sign up and all that kind of stuff. And that is just a tiny little mention on your shows. That you're could... right. It, you're, I don't even have, I don't, I took down coaching packages. I took down anything about it. And I, I just didn't feel comfortable at the time, not with the people or the package or the doing it, but the um, advertising it and finding people and sending people, but you're right. I mean, that's a super small shift that takes no time and effort for me at all. Right. So right. Most of your clients come from the, how did, where did most of yours come from? Most of mine come from Google and the podcasts and, uh, just organic social media. Okay. I did a few little tests with Facebook ads here and there, um, quite a big test last summer. And I just get way more clients from content, um, mm. blogs, video, podcasts, social media, and um, referrals from old clients mm -hmm. and um, Google, the Google bait program. I'm, I'm a I'm a user too of that program. <laughs> I would, I, well, and I, that was kind of, I was thinking that that was the case in segueing. How did you get into that and how did you understand it? And how <laughs> much are people like desperate for it? Cause I feel desperate for that type of stuff. Yeah, it was clearly my clients, like I said before, too scared to market and sell themselves and sell their mm -hmm. packages and have, or some of them don't have a ton of time to create all this content. They, they barely have time to blog or anything. So um, we had to find a way to uh, help them with this because I'm OCD and I need them to be successful to, you know, to, you know, my baggage is to, to make me feel better. I need them to be successful. Right. And, and I want them to be successful because they tell me all their goals and dreams and I want them to, to get those. So, right. um, yeah. So uh, just to, random things coming together is I had this problem with my clients and then I remembered, oh, you know, 10 years ago when I was a professional organizer, we would sell people's clutter and get consignment money for selling it on our online website. Yes. And we needed to 
uh, be eBay because eBay was our biggest competition. We needed our Cinderella curio thing to beat the one on eBay. And we finally figured it out. And then when I closed down that business, um, just because I wanted to travel full time, we shelved that software program and all the bells and whistles that went along with it. And then when my clients started to have this trouble, I'm like, wait a minute, we were able to be eBay on their, their, you know, ad for ad, well, not ad, but um, listing. We were right. able to be above them on Google. Can't we use that for my, my clients that are scared to market and do all this other stuff? And then we started working with it. And, you know, long story short, eight years later, 10 years later, Google has changed a lot. And so we had to change how we were doing it. But the basic idea is still the same. We need to find super unique keywords and build Google bait pages, we call them, out of those keywords that are unique. So for example, if you're a health coach, you can't say things as your keyword, like lose 10 pounds in 10 days, because you're going to be competing with like Cosmo magazine, and they have a lot more money than you. So you can't go at the same keywords that are obvious. You need to find super unique keywords and build standalone pages from those keywords in a clean, uncluttered web platform. So no WordPress. In other oh, words. really? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> so crap. a lot has, a lot has changed. <laughs> okay, and okay. if that was very complicated and technical, I have a whole webinar on that if people want to see more about that. But uh, basically, yeah, it's, it's um, making them stand out online by using unique keywords, not generic lose 10 pounds in 10 days or right. 5k in 10 months, like that kind of stuff and, um, helping. And then they produce they're the expert, so-called expert in that field. So they should be able to produce a little bit of content, even if it's just one page, one blog post, one video, something that we could put on this page and then let Google put it up the ranks. And this isn't overnight, like a Facebook ad. Um, it could take three to six months, but then it builds momentum. And then you never have to pay for ads because it builds momentum over time. Right. When I did my Facebook ad test, I spent a lot of money on Facebook ads. I got a lot and a lot of leads, but with Facebook, people don't, they opt in and then they go back to scrolling. But when people find me on Google or the podcast or videos, they just go to my website and they just dive in. I see them signing up for every free thing I have. They join the Facebook group. They do this, they do that. They do this deep research dive and then they're more loyal. They know my life story before they even get on the phone with me. Whether, like I said, the Facebook leads, they opt in right away and then they disappear basically. So that's what I found. I know, I know Facebook ads work for a lot of people, but I'm probably just like my clients. And although I'm not scared to be on video and produce content, I, I still um, don't want to pay $20,000 in ads when I don't have to. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so yeah. overwhelming. The space is so overwhelming. I, I tried one. I didn't, I didn't do it as much as you did, but I tried it enough i just wanted to kind of learn the process it wasn't about spending as much money as like what is this all about and i did it and i just thought this is not the way i want to to mm -hmm. do things and i felt like i'm already in marketing the person that's like blindfolded with a dartboard <laughs> like just yeah. pray you, you land something like that that's how i felt 
And I know right. it works really well for other people. I, and I know there are systems out there, but for me, it was like blindfolded with a dartboard. That's how it felt. Yeah. And it does work. It is a great lead generation, but they're not as loyal as I rather, I have more fun doing the podcast and the people are more loyal and apt to convert to a client. Um, and then it is, it is not just Google. It's these keywords and everything are like, it's, all over the internet if you're using these same keyword phrases that we find for you if you use them on your podcast titles and your youtube video titles and weave them into blog posts and social media posts that's all on google too everything's on google so right. your youtube title is going to come up as well so it's just a big organic ecosystem online ecosystem to help people find you and over time it everything builds on each other and you just move up the ranks i don't know about you i rather wait three to six months for my marketing to kick in than like blow twenty thousand dollars on facebook ads and nobody converts <laughs> well and the other thing is that the three to six months for some people out there it may seem like such well yeah but that's such a long time except the time will pass anyway. It, yeah. And I know in the four years that I've had a, a, a business out there, I have, I've hardly moved forward in this whole mm. marketing keyword. I'm still trying to understand it. I know that you can put it in your titles, but it doesn't make sense to me. So all of that stuff, like the time's going to pass anyway. Right. So if I'm putting out the same content, spending the same time and the same energy, I remember dating this guy once who said he really liked the bed made with the sheet. You have to do the sheet up high and then fold it down over the blanket. Okay. It sounds so stupid, right? It takes no more time to make the bed the way he likes it than to make right. it any other way, but right. it makes a difference. And that's like what keywords are like. I'm not spending any more time or effort making the bed, but I'm right. doing it in a way that makes a difference. Right. Right. Exactly. Great. Great example. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> I love that example because it's so stupid, but it is, you know, yeah. it, that time, that three to six months is just going to tick away anyway. So if I'm putting out two podcasts a week and a blog post a week and a video on YouTube, I wish I was doing both of those once a week. I don't quite get that done, but if I'm putting out content consistently anyway, mm -hmm. wouldn't it make more sense to just kick the keywords in that are automatically going to rank me over time. It's comp It's a theory of compound interest too, which is like, my right. Favorite. Right. And if you're going to produce content anyway, or if you're going to avoid one-to-one -one hustling anyway, and you're going to be, it's going to be a vicious cycle where, Oh, I didn't reach out to 10 people today and therefore I don't have any money and therefore I'm depressed. And therefore tomorrow I don't feel like, reaching out to anyone either because why can I help them? I'm a big failure. How am I going to help them? And it's just this tailspin of mindset issues that doesn't, doesn't need to be there. You know, you could spend right. six months crying that you didn't reach out to anybody. <laughs> right. So you might as well. Might as well. well <laughs> and I know I'm unique to clients because the content doesn't, that doesn't scare me at all. The, when you just said, I don't use WordPress, that freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I have to start over. Um, but no, just Google's changed a lot, especially yeah. in the last year and the hackers are on the rise. And so we just really advise people to get off WordPress. Okay. Well, that's good mm -hmm. to know. Are you using certain other 
platforms to build the pages or do you do that all through the SEO? We like used to write, yeah, we, we had a software program that wrote the pages. It was like an app for the client so they could write their own HTML pages without knowing HTML, yes. straight up HTML pages without any platform like WordPress or anything. But then last summer we partnered with Simplero is the platform oh. we use now. And now we don't have to use that old software program that we were selling. We can just put set people up on the new platform and they, they get like 30% off because of our partnership and everything um, to get them on the right platform, get their website cleaned up, and then uh, from there start building their Google bait pages based on their keywords and connecting all those for them. So you can actually transfer their the existing website pages over while you're rebuilding them. So you're not losing. So in my mind, I think, okay, I have this website. It's done. I've done all this work. Right. And right. yeah, I totally agree. Going in and tweaking it is probably a great idea because I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm certainly not looking at it from a keyword perspective. So you could take the content that I have and tweak it and move it over to this or rebuild it on Simplero. You can do that. Yeah, you could do that. You can move your entire WordPress site and get rid of all that WordPress clutter and plugins and everything and yes. move it over to Simplero. But a lot of our clients, um, like yourself, probably spend a lot of time on their websites and everything. We can get them started on their Google bait pages with Simplero right away and they can deal with the bigger website later. Because mm. the clients are after leads. It's not like a big, uh, they're not after creating tons of content. They want leads. So we can create a few landing pages on Simplero based on keywords for them. Um, and then move the website over time. So it's not like this big audacious project. We right. can get them up and running, get leads coming in on Simplero with the Google Bait like strategy and then over time, like slowly move their WordPress stuff over. Cause yeah, a lot of people have massive websites. Um, and there is a concierge service as well that will just boom, move it all over. Um, mm -hmm. But that's based on how big your website is and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. That's yeah, a no step. I mean, as soon as you said no WordPress, I, I, my, like my, you know, your blood pressure goes up, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but you taught me that. I don't know what else yeah. to do. You know what I mean? So that's great. So at whatever level you are, you can get in and start creating the information you need to create. You could start getting the Google bait pages right away and worry about your pretty website later. I have one client that just, she spent so much time getting the right picture here and the right flower here on her website. And she just did not want to move off WordPress. That's fine. Start creating Google bait pages in Simplero. No one can tell the difference really. I mean, no right. one really looks at the URL um, to, oh, where am I now? They don't really do that. No. They just, cl they just click links. They don't look, oh, I'm, I'm not on her actual website anymore. I'm over here. They don't really. No, you do don't that, even know. So. No. Right. So <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not, you know, we're not hiding anything. It's just on a different platform. Just as if you would use lead pages or yep. any of those other click funnels, um, any webinar software, anything like that, you click over and you're in go to meeting. You're not on the person's website anymore. It's, just, it's right. That's not the part that bothers me. It's like, it's, it is, it's, well, I, it's not the picture here in the flower that I don't, you can move all that stuff. Around. I don't <laughs> care about that, but it is the amount of time and effort. I, I went through, I had a blog 
that was, it started eight and a half years ago and I had 909 posts on this blog wow. and I didn't want to lose the content, but I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to have to have two separate, the WordPress site, um, website, and then the WordPress blog. So I hired WordPress to <laughs> port it to a static page and somehow in the communication what they did is they completely deleted my entire website oh, and no. replaced it with the blog right so instead of just having it go to one static page on the website and then they were like bummer that's what you paid us to do and of wow. course i i was shocked so a friend of mine that does it i mean i had to it it's so tragic it's such a first world. yeah and i know it's yeah. a first i cried and i don't cry very easily yeah. but that i was, was like a lot of work. years years of work and yeah. i can't even i don't even know what it looked like anymore so we slowly rebuilt the whole site and ported those 909 blog posts over to the static page like I, so it's finally wow all in one place so thinking about doing it again is like <laughs> You know? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's possible to do it. So it would be really great. You can just start doing the lead pages for people yeah. and port over the different parts of the website until you can eliminate WordPress completely. Right. Yeah. So you can, because our clients want to start making money right away. They don't want to, oh, six months when my website's moved. Like that doesn't make any, like, let's, let's get some leads in so you can pay the concierge service to move yes. it. Like yeah, that's what, what I would I do. Yeah. What I, I didn't even do that though. I, um, last summer I just sat down and I moved four websites and massive blogs over. Um, it, and it was almost like a, a cleansing, I guess, like, oh, I don't need this program anymore. This blog post doesn't make sense anymore. This link's broken. So it was kind of like a decluttering or cleaning up of the business, moving it over myself. And it's super simple. And um, it, it, just, it just worked out. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that to everyone. I had a lot of time on my hands to do that. But <laughs> I was yeah. in Scottsdale. I was in this Airbnb in Scottsdale. It was right it was in the middle of the desert and it was beautiful. And I just sat there looking at the desert and we had this pool with a waterfall and I just sat there and did it. <laughs> well, that's more my mindset too, yeah. except that you know how to do it and I get scared that I'll screw it up at some right. point. But yeah, if it were me, I would do the oh, same I'll thing. I'll make you a video. Yeah, make me a video. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's my favorite thing that you did. I love it because it, it's... Yeah, I, I don't care. I have no attachment to WordPress. I have no attachment to Simplero. I have no attachment to any mm -hmm. of them. I just want to be able to have everything in one place and know how to navigate the back end, add the blog post. I, that's all I want to do. I don't care who does that. I think WordPress is clunky, but I don't really mm -hmm. have anything to compare it to because I've never um, navigated a website in anywhere else, but I know that it's clunky. Yeah, so, it's clunky. It's full of um, code that is. Yeah. And a lot, all the, since it's open source, all the plugins and the themes and everyone is all from different people because it is yeah. open source. It's just prime ground for uh, speed problems and hackers and, and all kinds of things. Right. And I've had some issues and I'm not happy when I've had the issues, especially when they're from the source. Right. Which, but you're right. It is open source. So it's not a hundred percent WordPress issue. So I don't care. I'm not attached to anything, but yes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, you know what? When you know how to do something and you're good at it and it's fast and easy, plus once you make the video, you can use it for anyone who asks that question. Right, right. It's like yeah. a one and, and done. Then, and then I get a podcast episode out of it because I'm like, oh, I bet a lot of you don't know how to do it. No, we don't know how to do it. Yeah, but I mean, I know, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure we're all a little unique where I don't have the fear of putting content up. I will put content up all the time. I don't mind. I don't, because if I do something that appears stupid, I don't feel stupid. I just don't think mm -hmm. there's stupid questions. I don't, fine, you just saw me hiccup. It's not a big deal. We all mm -hmm. do it. Um, so I don't have any issue with that, but I definitely need to figure out how to get stuff done. And I, if I don't know, then I'm just deer in the headlight, paralyzed with fear and don't get anything done. So I'll pump yeah. out content constantly, but it's not, I'm not taking the three to six months to build the keywords. I'm letting right. the time pass with nothing happening. Right. And the, and the little tweaks here, calls to action and all yep. just little every single time you share something as i tell my clients every single time you share something online should have a by the way ps hey there called some kind of call to action at the end even a lot of times even if i post a picture of my dogs it'll say oh look the dogs just came back from the groomer and by the way did you know that there's a free webinar tomorrow yeah. so it doesn't have to be related oh here's uh a picture of a waterfall and by the way I'm having an event in Las Vegas next week kind of thing <laughs> actually that's another thing that I learned from you I felt like well mom of 18 means my real life is kind of the business or that's the that's a huge part of the platform and who I am right. but so many people the noise before you and I met was to separate your personal life from your business life like and I was like but I I mean, I don't know how to do that. And I don't think I should do that. And they're connected. Like everybody's is connected. You should still have a separation of church and state. And I hated that. I hated even yeah. trying to think about it. And when you were like, no, show the dog and the waterfall and it is related. I was like, thank God, because yeah. it should be, you're a normal person. And you, so you want me to be more relatable, but you want me to separate my personal life. And how in the world do I do that? Everything about my business is personally me. So yeah. that was another thing that you, you outlined for me so that I was like, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, your kids are part of your brand. Your kids yeah. are totally part of your brand. Like I built in, Mary used to tease me. You, you had me at palm trees and dachshunds. I had, <laughs> yes, I had yes, my yes. other website. I had these little palm trees in the header and these, and my little dachshunds under the palm tree, they photoshopped them in. And like all the other business coaches were in a suit standing yeah. like, like a realtor. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, let's have palm trees and dachshunds. <laughs> They have nothing to do with anything. But I know, but you know how many people would contact me and say, I just felt I could relate to you because my dog, and they would send me pictures of their dog dressed up <laughs> or their dog in a stroller. And I'm like, well, I use this stroller. So you might want to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true because once, well, I listened to you on, on EO Fire. And that was the whole reason because it was relatable to me. 
Right. Regardless right. of which part of it was relatable. I mean, once you're like, oh my God, you're a normal human being who's not, I'm not going to feel uncomfortable or stupid and I can ask questions and you'll send me a video and like, <laughs> it, you know, it's okay that I don't know the things you know because you're my resource now. And that was, that is true. So when you're relatable, what advice would you give people starting out or, or spinning their wheels? Because a lot of us are doing it and we're like me, I'm doing it and I'm doing all right but I know I'm mm -hmm. spinning my wheels. So what's the advice that you would give? Advice to entrepreneurs who are stu stuck. I mean, other than hiring you, which they should do. I mean, that's yeah, obvious. they should. I mean, I, I got programs from $7 to thousands, $20,000. There's something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Actually. Yeah. That <laughs> okay. So there's that. And then what are you doing with the coaching lifestyle stuff right now? I just opened up a program called Minimalist Luxury. So it's, you know, clearing the physical and emotional and mental clutter so you can have the flawless relationships, your the body you want and the business you want. So it's kind of like clearing all that stuff up so you can focus and finally go after what you want. So it's, yeah, I'm having fun doing a lifestyle program after all of the SEO, Google bait, keywords. It's kind of fun to do the lifestyle program on top of that too. So yeah, yeah, I got a lot of feedback from a podcast I did on minimalism a few months ago. I'm like, you know, it's time. I'm just going to do this uh, minimalist luxury program and um, helping people become more minimalist. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of it come full circle to helping them uh, get rid of things and sell what they don't need to fund their coaching program, to fund their vacation, to fund their book launch. Um, it's come full circle from when I was um, doing clutter books. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, that's so, I loved that though. And you know, when I, when we did the minimalism journey, which is always a journey, it's not like you're one and done. It is definitely a journey, but when we did it, it, selling stuff funded um we've had to move we've moved into smaller places that funded the move our mm -hmm. you know their first and last month's rent we'd be like well we're going to a smaller space so we don't need this and we mm -hmm. would sell it and it paid for us to do a couple moves and so yeah you're right i mean that's it's crazy but and and you know what that's been a harder thing for me to loop into everything like i have 18 kids but we're minimalist which is totally true yeah. <laughs> well yeah you kind you have to be streamlined and minimalist to yeah. have that many mouths to feed and it's more though it's like suddenly my inbox was smaller and mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it affects so many parts of your life that it really frees up your brain to do other stuff so i i've i've always loved how you've done that from clutterbugs that was awesome and that people don't even realize that they could they could declutter their lives and earn the money that they need for their business that that's such a yeah. great correlation that's how I funded my first uh business was I downsized yep. everything I went after the life I wanted I got my house all I wanted was an apartment with the ocean view I didn't care about anything else that's what I wanted and I sold all the excess you know Orange County yuppie things and, uh, and and did that and that's how I launched the first uh business outside of a corporate kind of job that I had so um, I, I, I love that you're still doing that, that. I love yeah, it. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm still doing that. <laughs> I know. I, I, you know what? I think it's just part of who you are, but it's so true. It's just so true. We look around 
and think, well, that could fund that. You know, like what, sometimes you have to see what the value is. It's just like food. Everything has a value. There's nothing wrong with chocolate cake. It just has a value, right? But mm -hmm. some days it's worth the value and some days it's not worth the value. And so you look at your, like your TV or your whatever and well, does it bring you joy and do you use it? Yes. Is it worth that value? Could it fund something else that you would appreciate more? And once people just see that it's not as sentimental as it is just a value-based system and you have to decide if it's worth the value or not, then it, you're not attached to as much stuff. Right. Yeah. And I, I love it. I think it. a lot of people too have to work through that the money is going to come and go. It's mm -hmm. it's The goal in life is not to have a big pile of money around to swim around in like Scrooge McDuck it's like it's to fund things it's to fund your book launch your vacation your business your your Facebook ads whatever you want to fund no, no I'm not doing those <laughs> I'm not doing those so what do you do now compared to before before I remember you I would get in touch with you you would send a link to a meeting and we did like a 30 minute um, consult as yeah like are you still doing it like that to figure out what people need? Yeah, still doing it. There's just three links now, but same thing. Like there's one for um, the Aloha strategy session, which is all the business coaching and everything. There's one for the online visibility, visibility and Google bait. And there's one for the travel company. If they want to either be a travel concierge with us or they want to um, go on a trip. <laughs> okay, or, or so I've looked at your website and I'm going Google bait. That's I'm going that route because that's my biggest pain point right now. So how do we move from here? Like, yes, this is me. I have a WordPress site. I'm sorry. So what oh. would we need to do? Google bait, you uh, just go to googlebait.com and sign up for the free SEO strategy session. And then you just work kind of backwards through that. Maybe it wasn't necessarily that you were working backwards, but you just have the same sort of strategy session, see where I'm at and where I want to be and where the gap is in the middle. Yeah, what your goals are, because maybe maybe you shouldn't get off WordPress in your situation or what have you. Maybe you should stay there and just do um, a few pages or maybe um, I have one client that uh, Google Bait wasn't really right for her at all and we built up her pinterest to be monetized so oh it's it's called google bait but it's not just it's like get found online it's but google yeah. bait was cute so <laughs> well it's also kind of true it's also a keyword i don't know right. if you know yeah <laughs> It was so great to catch up with you today. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. And we have everything in the show notes from your first interview oh, three, wow. almost three years ago to all of your information now and how people can find you and what that coaching session looks like. So I am so excited that we got to catch up. Yeah, it's been so much fun. I'm so glad I got that email from you. They're like, hey, you were a past guest. I'm doing this now. See, yeah. that's like you, did, you put out a little bit of reaching out and you got a bunch of people on your show now. I did. Yeah, I'm not afraid <laughs> of that part. It'll be interesting. I'll sign up for um, for the strategy session for that because I, I'm confused where my where the hitch and the giddy up is. Like, I, okay, what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. But then like, I don't know where I fall off the map. Right. So okay. we'll figure that out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.